SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetz along with George Kurtz and again for Brian Blessing on this uh, Friday afternoon. Get you set. Decent little weekend, I suppose, in the NFL. But we got two real playoff spots on the line, number of seedings on the line. But eh, as I mentioned in hour number one, George, I, I don't think the players really worry at this stuff. Fans do. They overanalyze things to the, the uh, ad nauseum until you just can't take it anymore, just play the game. But, you know, this uh, – is, is Kansas City worrying about being a number one seed? Which chances are they probably won't be. Nah. Cincinnati worrying about maybe being a number one seed? Nah, probably not. You know, over in the NFC, same type of thing. So, I don't know. It's going to be a difficult weekend playing with the boys in Vegas. It'll be interesting. But at least we do have a couple of Saturday games. Don't quite understand why we didn't have any Thursday games this week. but Or even Friday games, for that matter. Why we couldn't have a couple of games, you know, tonight. No high school football to worry about. But uh, just the same, we got NFL football over the next couple of days. Yeah, I think the reason why you know, we never, or at least very rarely, see Friday games, that's the worst TV night of the week as far as ratings are concerned. Uh, so let me be my guess there. Uh, that being said, listen, I'm all for games on any day you like. All right, you want to put them on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I'm good. Lord, no, most people are. We all, you know, I saw a great line uh, somewhere on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't remember who, uh, who said this, but it was like, uh, oh, Thursday night games, uh, they're awful. You know, they're just, they're, just, they're just terrible. Oh, I wish there was a Thursday night game tonight. It's so true. Right, we complain yeah. about Thursday night games, yet we wish they had one here. I think you and I talked about it during the week. Uh, why couldn't they have a Thursday night game? Granted, it would have to be between two teams that have no chance of the playoffs. But why not put a game on Thursday night? I'd have watched. Yeah, I mean, I think I think people would have. And you know what? I, I know people say that about Friday nights, but is, is can Friday night be any worse than Saturday night? I would think Saturday night would be worse than Friday night. At least Friday night, you're still kind of in that Monday through Thursday routine. You go to work, you come home at 6, 6.30, 7 o'clock, you're tired. All you want to do is just kind of chill out and turn on the TV set. Whereas Saturday, you're out and about, you're doing things, you're involved in different things, and it's like, oh, who's got time at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever, to sit down and watch an NFL game? You know, I'm going out, I'm getting ready to go out. You know, so Friday night would be better to me than, than Saturday night, to tell you the truth. So, But... Uh, it's the other. Listen, any day point, they right? choose. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I, if we actually, this would be a good little drill. How much money can we make the NFL, right? I mean, how much more money can they make? How much more can you squeeze that orange to get a little bit more juice out of? And, you know, you could do it a lot if, you, if they really, really, really wanted to, George. They could say, screw high school football, screw college football. You really don't have that many great games on a Saturday night in college football. Whereas, I mean, maybe you want to stay away from things on a Saturday afternoon. But you could have a Friday night game. I guarantee you there'd be a network that would pay you a gazillion dollars. You could have a Saturday night game. I guarantee you you'd find a network that would pay you, you know, billions of dollars. You really could, you know, add on a lot more money if they wanted to from these TV networks, right? Oh, of course. Oh, of course. I think the reason they don't, as far as college is concerned, I think they try and be as nice to college as they can because they don't want to uh, you know, upset them because they want to have access to the players, right? Well, from a draft and that sort of thing, they're scouts to come in and look at these players. And if you do that sort of thing, what you're talking about, and you go up against, uh, you know, you put games on uh, Saturday night or Saturday during the day during college football season, 
Yeah, you're gonna upset. Uh, you're gonna upset the colleges a little bit there. So my guess is that's why they don't do that, or why they haven't done that, or rarely do that. They wait until the uh, end of the college football season before they have those Saturday games because they do want their scouts and their uh, coaches to have access. Yeah, but I'm telling you, you know, this is like a college football playoff. You know, I, I'm sure. I mean, I know I'm smart. I get that. I am smarter than most others. I get that. But I'm sure <laughs> there are people that have to be going to the NFL and saying, "Listen, guys." If we created a Friday night game of the week, we'll get NBC, who's paying us a gazillion dollars, literally, to pay us, you know, to do a Sunday night game of the week. I bet you get another billion dollar a year contract. I bet you would. And I'm telling you guys, if we did that and rolled that over and did it a Saturday night game of the week, again, just one game, I guarantee you we get ABC or Fox or CBS. You know, what are they going to play? Dancing with the Stars for the gazillion time? We're going to have Survivor 3034? Or we could have an NFL football game. I mean... That, that's got to dawn on them, right? So in some ways, I'm actually impressed, George, that they would say, no, you know what? We don't want to interfere with Topeka High versus, uh, you know, J.C. State in a high school game on a Friday night. I really think about it. They're passing up millions of dollars because they're worried about Topeka High football on a Friday night. That's amazing to me. Oh, no, you're right. And if it's where we know all they care about is money, right? They don't care about anything else. They don't care about competitive balance. That's a joke. Uh, all they care about is cash. So you're absolutely right about that. Now, it's funny. Now that I think about it, uh, it even boggles my mind more. It makes me wonder. Maybe the TV networks won't pay for it. But I find that highly unbelievable, especially now with all the online. You don't think Netflix would go for this? Yeah. Amazon, Amazon Prime's already involved. You know, Hulu, um, ESPN Plus. Forget about it. They're taking out everything they can. Yeah. And now you got legalized gambling all over the place, including here in New York now, finally. Uh, not that it wasn't legalized, but you know now you can do it over your phone and on the internet and everything else, uh, a little more accessible than just having to go to a casino. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I'm surprised, and I would not be shocked at all if that does come up, that eventually the owners will relent and say, okay, why not? And I'm surprised the players don't realize that either. Listen, they get 50% of that or whatever, 45%, whatever the percentage is. I'm surprised they don't say, yeah, you know, if they're willing to play on a Thursday night, why the heck wouldn't they want to play on a Friday night? So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Well, we got a couple of Saturday games. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll come down. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and run uh, down all the games, all the playoff scenarios, who's in, who's out, and everything else right here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzel along with George Kurtz sitting in for Brian Blessing on this uh, Friday afternoon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I think we all know what's at stake here on both sides. So, yeah, it's a huge game. These are the kind of games you wish you were playing, uh, you know, this time of year, and, and we are this year, so... Just a great opportunity for both for both sides, and uh, I think we we all grasp that for sure. I think all the coaches have really great sense of urgency along with everybody this week. Um, but yeah, we definitely understand what's what's at stake. All right, Los Angeles Chargers. That's uh, who's that? Joey Bosa or John Bosa? I, I get all the Bosa's mixed up uh, with a Dolphin fan, his father playing for the Dolphins. But uh, one of the Bosa's. I, I get the Bosa's and the Watts uh, confused. Uh, one old big happy family. But it is Chargers versus Raiders. Winner goes in, loser 
for the most part, goes out. Although I guess there is a you know little technical thing in the Raiders' case, so they could actually get in still with a loss. But uh, it's basically win and in, lose and you're outs. NFL football. Let's run around. Uh, let's run them down here, George, and uh, hopefully find a couple of ways to to beat the boys in Vegas. Start with both games uh, tomorrow. As we have Kansas City taking on Denver, uh, last check with FanDuel, the rate of the uh, chefs are a ten and a half point favorite. Kansas City five hundred minus five to one on the money line. Over under uh, is forty five and a half. Here's the scenario for Kansas City: they clinch the AFC's number one seed with a win, and then a Tennessee loss against Houston on Sunday. Uh, or KC could tie and, and Tennessee could lose. They could do that as well. So basically a winner tie uh, and a Tennessee loss, and uh, Kansas City is the number one seed. And possible, you say, eh, maybe. You know what? Denver 7-9, Kansas City 11-5. Uh, Denver's at home. you got to figure they're going to try and uh, you know win one for the Gipper. Uh, their head coach uh, you know might be fired at the end of the year. We'll look, take a look at that here in a little bit at some of these head coaches that are fired uh, or might be fired. Kansas City on a 9-17-1 against the spread run. Denver 12 and 4 under. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. It looks like it's going to be Drew Locke once again. Denver at home. But what's the last time Denver at home got double digits? They used to be unbeatable at home. Not really the case anymore. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the, the uh, dog. I'll take Denver plus the uh, double digits in this one. Don't love the game, George, but I, if you want to give me uh, double digits at home with the dog who's 7 and 9, not bad, I would take that. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going with Casey. They have something to play for. Drew Locke, I think, is terrible. Bridgewater's on IR. He's not going to play. Also, uh, they're, uh, yeah, Denver's going to be without their top two cornerbacks. Ronald Darby or Patrick Sertain, both out for this game. Could be a big game for uh-huh. the homes here. So, uh, and, and what I love about this is Kansas City has to play because they won't know what Tennessee's going to do until Sunday, so they need to win this game. So give me them. The spread has come down a half, though. It was at 11 uh, before the show started. Uh, now we're down to 10 and a half here. I'm going with the Chiefs to take care of business here. I just don't like Denver here. As you said, they got nothing to play for the Broncos. Fangio's going to be fired. You know, I'll, I'll give you this, though. If there's, I think this uh, the Broncos, to me, week of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers about uh, before Brady got there. They just need a quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers were to leave Green Bay and Denver can end up getting him somehow, yeah, my God, they would be an interesting team there because you know, like the weapons, right? Judy, Sutton, Patrick, solid wide receivers, Fant and Ao at tight end, good. Uh, Javante Williams, a good, solid running back. They just need a quarterback, but they don't have one tomorrow. Yeah. Melvin Gordon as well. I mean, you really think about it. I mean, they might be one of the most – in fact, they are. I won't say they might be. They are one of the most balanced teams the NFL has. I mean, they got two good running backs – they have, you know, first-round draft choices anyway as wide receivers. Say what you want about them, but they're all first-round draft choices. First-round draft choice and fan at tight end. Defense that's second to none, and they don't have a quarterback. You know, that that, that is really it. I mean, I could see where if Aaron Rodgers was going to leave Green Bay, and I have my doubts about that now, but I, I could see him being attracted to, to Denver for sure. It might be. This is like got Peyton Manning written all over it. It's, it's amazing, right? I have my doubts about Avon leaving Green Bay now as well. If he would ask me a month ago, I thought he was definitely leaving. Now I'm not so sure. And I feel the same way. Yes, this has Peyton Manning written all over, except that Rodgers is almost as good as he ever was. You know, Manning was really on a downside. He had no arm strength at this point here. But uh, right. I, I got to think, if Rodgers does want to force his way out, that Denver's where he's going to uh, end up. Not like he's worried about the cold in Denver. He's play, already played in Green Bay. They have the weapons. So, yeah, yeah. I think Denver would be his place. And you would think they'd have a lot of pieces to be able to trade Green Bay. Well, what is Green Bay going to ask for for an Aaron Rodgers trade, right? After this year, especially 
Wow, they might not get it, but I don't doubt they would ask for probably like four first-rounders. Uh, next game up uh, tomorrow at 8.15 Eastern time start. Uh, this line, talking about a line that's going down, Dallas now only a four-point favorite over Philadelphia. That was as high. I don't know if it was six earlier in the week, but I know I saw five and a half. And then it went down to five, and then yesterday it was four and a half, and now it's four, so it's going in the wrong direction. Uh, if you like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, better hop on now with Philadelphia if you like Philadelphia because uh, it may be down to three by game time. Dallas, pretty impressive numbers, 15-5 and five against the spread despite last week's loss against Arizona, 10-1 and one against the spread against NFC teams. They dominated the NFC East as well. Uh, you know, neither team is really playing for a whole realistically a heck of a lot, but I will tell you, uh, in Dallas' side of things, uh, the Cowboys uh, basically have the, their, their seeding lock. Up, they really do. And uh, Philadelphia, same thing. It's basically a number six seed for Philadelphia, barring some real craziness. So, it is an exhibition game in essence for both. But uh, Jerry Jones did come out this week and said Dallas is playing everybody. Whether you know the head coach realizes that or not, I don't know. Uh, and whether that means it's going to be a quarter or a half versus the entire game. But Dallas laying four, and again the line going the wrong way, George. Well, that's the question about this game. Who the hell is going to play? Philadelphia is in COVID hell right now. All right, uh, they're without uh, their top three running backs all likely out tomorrow. Sanders is out for due to injury, the broken hand. Scott Howard in COVID. Uh, tight end Goddard's in COVID. So is the backup Jack Stoll. Uh, they have uh, their starting right guard, starting uh, right starting right guard Nate Herbig, COVID. Lane Johnson's questionable play with an ankle injury. Left guard Landon Dickerson questionable play with an injury of his own here. They have uh, both linebackers, not the middle linebacker, but both strong side and weak side linebacker COVID. Uh, strong safety and their uh, and their backup strong safety COVID, so uh, they're not all necessarily out. Oh, their top uh, second cornerback uh, besides Darius Slay, he's out with COVID. Now most of these guys went on the COVID list on Monday, so theoretically they could play, they could clear tomorrow. But will Philadelphia feel the need to use them? As you said, right now they're the seventh seed. Yeah, if they win and San Fran loses, they could get the sixth seed. Does that matter to them, or does the extra, or does the rest more important here? So that's why I wonder with Philadelphia. It is a home game. Maybe they feel they need to put on a show here. But I don't know how much they care. Dallas doesn't have the amount of people that are on COVID, but they have some key players, right? Micah Parsons is on COVID there. He's the un- not going to play there. So he's out. And that's a, that's a big loss for the Cowboys. They also have yeah. some guys who are sick, but not necessarily COVID. Trayvon Diggs, uh, Jaron Curse. So I don't know if they're going to play here. If Mike McCarthy, by the way, I sit Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard. They've both been banged up. There's no reason to play these guys. And there's no reason in the world I would throw these guys in there. As you said, Dallas, they need more. They need to win. I think they're have Tampa Bay lose and the Rams to lose to get a yeah. three-way tie going again. And then they can move up as far as seedings. I don't see all those things happening there. So Dallas has very little to play for here. Get healthy for the playoffs. But that's, that's the whole key for this whole weekend. Who's going to play and who's not? Yeah, and that's probably why the line is dropping a little bit, just because they figure four and a half, five and a half early is just a big number on a team that's not motivated to play. You might as well grab the points. So it's bringing it down. 43 and a half is your over-under as well. It's just a short over-under. Amazing. Sunday, another, you know, basically, well, it is meaningless completely. As Green Bay's locked up the number one seed in the NFC, three and a half point road favorites over uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, money line minus 168, plus 142 coming back on Detroit, uh, which, uh, despite what happened last week, has actually played fairly decent football this season, believe it or not, especially against the spread, not necessarily winning. 44 and a half is your uh, in game line, to- or is your uh, total. Um, Detroit, 17. 17- four and one over at home and as bad as they are you know two 17 and one george straight up they're on a nice 12 and eight against the spread run 
So they are covering the number. You're getting four here. Or three and a half. Yeah, and uh, we heard from Campbell today that Goff is likely to start this game, so that's good news there. And we also heard from LaFleur. Did us a favor here. LaFleur's actually already told us that Rodgers and company, eh, maybe a couple of series. So what is that, a quarter? I, mean, I think that's all you're going to get from uh, Rodgers. I think that's why the spread is so low here, is that uh, Vegas is betting it's a quarter. You're going to get out of Rodgers, maybe a little bit more, a little less. So how much do we like Jordan Love? Yeah, I'm worried here. I, I, wa- I really, really want to bet the trade. Really want to do yeah. it. I can't pull it right now. I'm hoping the spread go- gets higher, but I think it's going to get lower, not higher. But uh, I really want to go Detroit in this game. Yeah, me, me too. Uh, whoever thought we'd actually want to find a way to bet the Detroit Lions. Yikes, we must be sick with COVID. <laughs> Vegas Sportsbook continues to run down Morgan. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, when it comes to no trade clause in sports, the main reason is for so, so, so teams can't trade somebody to anywhere. That's the number one reason, right? Because in sports, you know, you can wake up the next morning, you're gone somewhere else. That's the number one reason. I think the, the, the going back to your main question, though, you know, for me, uh, you know, I think what I'm really super passionate about, obviously, you know, my goal is to win more Super Bowls. And um, you know, my plan is to win them here. You know, it's, it's that simple. You know, I think that's uh, and so that that's, you know, there, there's nothing really else other than, other than that. Yeah, key words there from uh, Russell Wilson of the uh, currently of the Seattle Seahawks is uh, that's my plan. Yeah. And plans are subject to change, especially when you hold all the cards and especially when you're married. Uh, believe you me, plans are plans, but uh, execution is a whole different story. So uh, he may say all the right things now, but that doesn't mean he won't be moved at the end of the year. Uh, I wouldn't move him per se, but you know what? Uh, you want to give me three, four first-round draft choices and start all over? I you know, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I'm not the biggest Russell Wilson fan, but we'll get it to Seattle uh, in a little bit as they play at Arizona. Just want to follow down the line here. Scott Wetzel, George Kurtz filling in for uh, uh, Brian Blessing here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Chicago, Minnesota, another one of those meaningless games that could have been played, George, either tonight or yesterday. Andy Dalton now gets the start. Uh, for the Bears, Justin Fields put on COVID. Well, they want absolutely no part of Nick Foles. I, I wonder if Foles, you talk about incentives and contracts. You know, the guy played terrific against Seattle two weeks ago in, in a driving rainstorm, awful weather, um, and, and he played great, let him down the field, final minute, got him the win, and yet here's another opportunity for him to start, and they want no part of him, no part of him. So Dalton gets the nod for the Bears. Uh, Mike Zimmer, probably dead man walking. You know, Chicago, same thing. Mike Nagy, dead man walking. Minnesota, 7-15 and against the spread their last 22 games. And uh, 11-4-1 and their last 15 home games, all going over. Uh, Chicago and Minnesota, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, you said uh, both coaches are probably done, right? Uh, be, be a shock if Nagy comes back with Chicago. Although, yeah, you got to hand it to him. Last couple of games, the Bears have shown up. I know it was the Giants they beat last week, and let's face it, you and I get some of our friends together and beat the Giants. Uh, but, you know, he showed up against uh, Seattle as well there. Minnesota th- always seems to find ways to lose. Kirk Cousins should be back behind center here. They're the better team. I just don't know if they're going to care. They are at home. It's five and a half points. I mean, if it, I really wish it was a big number. Fields. It, it is. A, it's bigger than it should be for a Minnesota team that has all sorts of problems here. 
I just don't trust Andy Dalton. I really don't here. Now I'm gonna uh, listen. I'm not gonna bet the game, but if I was, it would be the Vikings here. Maybe Dalton goes, but uh, Dalvin Cook goes bananas here. I'll see if Cousins can. Uh, I like to see what some incentives are in this game. If JJ has any uh, Jefferson there, see if he has any incentives that need to be hit where he can get that in this game. Uh, Cook will be the same thing here. I'll go the Vikings. They're the better team, but I do not like it one little bit. I do like the over. That's where I was going to go. Uh, you know, with uh, with Dalton in there, I think they can throw the ball a little bit more. And Minnesota at home figures to score a little bit. So I, I, I would go over as well. I'd probably side with the Bears just because five and a half in an NFL game doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot. But for an NFL game, that is a lot. I don't think the Vikings should be that big of a favorite. Uh, Indianapolis, a 15 and a half point favorite at Jacksonville. You know the story here, or at least you should. As far as the, the Colts are concerned, they need to win in order to secure a playoff spot. You never know with Jacksonville uh they win to secure a spot or a charger uh loss or a Pittsburgh charger loss and Dolphins win uh if, if that makes any sense but bottom line is Colts need to win for the most part to get in same exact spot though George last year except this game was at home Colts needed a win against Jacksonville who at that point had one win they were an awful team this team's got two wins Jacksonville so they're twice as good um, and this one's at Jacksonville. Colts are 0-6 straight up against the Jaguars. The last six road games, uh, one or two of those was over in Europe, but they haven't won against Jacksonville on the road in seven years. So they're laying 15 and a half. Colts are only 9-7. and seven. I got a feeling Jacksonville covers the spread. I don't think they lose. I don't think they win, but it was a one-score game last year with four minutes left, and then the Colts scored late and made, the, made it a 14-point game. But otherwise, Jacksonville gave them a run for their money. And I will tell you, I got good numbers on this one. Where is it? Hold on a second. Uh, get a load of this. Jacksonville is 11-1-1 against the spread. Their last 13 games against the Colts. It's going to be a close game. Should any Carson Wentz-led team be 15 and a half points <laughs> favorite over anyone? Every no. bone in my body wants to take Jacksonville in this game. My only problem is this. And you must have this as well with a team somewhere. Every time I bet Jacksonville this year, I think I've lost. Every yeah. freaking time. You know, that's the, the week that they don't show up at all here. And that's the only thing I'm worried about here. You know, it's the last game of the season. You're at home. You want to get the hell out of there. It's been a long season for Jacksonville. Right? Fans Every showing game. up in clown uniforms supposedly right. for the game. Did you read that I story? I hope they do. I hope <laughs> they do. That would be fantastic. Especially <laughs> for the people who have clown nightmares. That would uh, really put you in therapy real quick. There. Yeah. I mean, I want to take Jacksonville, Scott. I, I do, because I, I read it the same as you. I think the Colts win the game, but I think Jacksonville can cover this. But I'm telling you, every time I bet them this year, i got to be like, oh, and Joe Lisi knows this. I've got to be 0-4, and 0-5. And, and I've told myself, stop. Stop it. Just stop betting on them or against them, because they always cost you. But once again, Carson Wentz should not be 15.5-point favorites over anybody. I'll take my uh, job at Taylor prop, though, when uh, that comes out. I think he's going to have a big game. Yeah. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are my team like that. I play the Falcons. They stink. And you know the Falcons. When they're bad, they're bad. I don't play the Falcons or I go against them. They win the game. I it, it, that That's my team. That's uh, your Indianapolis Colts or Jacksonville Jaguars team. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. Here's a game. You know, Tennessee's laying 10 at Houston. I find this peculiar, George, because this line opened up at 10. And obviously the Titans have all the incentive they need to win in order to secure the number one spot in the AFC, which does this year come with the only buy. So there is a little, you know, not just, you know, clinching a playoff spot, which they've done already, but, you know, there is a reason to win this football game. 
Uh, they want to get that number one seed, have an extra week off, if you will, for Derrick Henry and everybody else, and Julio Jones, oh, by the way. But I'm surprised the line is 10 and it hasn't moved off 10. You know, Houston's played a little bit better. Uh, they've won two of their last three. They, they gave San Fran all they could handle. They only lost by 16, but that was a one-score game late third when the officials screwed them out of a fumble recovery, which would have given them first down right around the uh, San Fran 40-yard line and maybe could have scored, taking the lead down only 7-3. So they played a little bit better, even at 4-12. and I, I got a funny feeling Houston is going to win this game outright. I, I, I find it strange that this line hasn't jumped off the 10 points. Opened up at 10. No line stays as stable as this game has stayed this this week. Well, as much as I said that Jacksonville scares me, but I want to take that uh, that line. I am taking Houston plus ten. I agree. I, I don't know. If I'm going to say they're going to win the game. I don't know if they're going to do that, but I think they cover the ten. Houston has played well for Cully, and I, I think it's a really. Uh, I find it interesting would they keep him for that reason that this team has shown up for him. I don't think they will. I'm sure they'll look for a. Uh, I'm more of a name head coach in the offseason, but they've played hard for him. And if they play hard on Sunday as well, uh, I think they keep this game close with Tennessee. I know Derrick Henry's returning, but he's not getting his full uh, amount of touches here. No, so once again, no. I think Tennessee thinks they'll win the game and want to give Henry two more weeks off, right? Until they yeah. got to play again. Makes perfect sense to me. So uh, give me with Texas, though. I think they play hard. I think they cover it. I think they, uh, I don't think they'll win the game. And I might need a late score for them to cover the, the spread here. But you know, I'll take the 10 points with, uh, with the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, and like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see Houston win. They beat them already. Uh, I don't think you beat that team twice in one year. Washington's laying seven uh, against the Giants in New Jersey, not the uh, New York Giants, uh, really the New Jersey Giants, as another lawsuit, oh, by the way, was filed by a fan on why they're being called New York, even though they're playing in New Jersey. Uh, but that said, uh, Giants at home getting seven over under 38. Uh, Giants as home dogs, seven and 17 against the spread. Uh, they have the worst offense in the NFL this year, bar none, literally. They have the least amount of NFL offensive touchdowns, 21. They got the worst record in the NFL, bar none, since 2017, 22 and 58. They've been outgained 13 of their last 16 games yardage wise. And they'll probably have Mike Glennon, I guess, start. He's 6-26 and 26 as a starter straight up. Uh, you don't like to lay seven uh, with Washington, but you know what? With those ugly numbers, uh, give me the uh, Redskin potatoes laying a seven. Yeah, it won't be Glennon. He's out. He's got the uh, hand injury or something like that. Oh, uh, it's Jake Fromm then? I didn't realize Jake that. Jake Fromm, baby. Oh, Jake my Fromm. goodness. Double down on Washington. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm watching across the board here. Uh, be a small play on the minus seven. I don't like giving up that much. I don't like Washington's a great uh, offense either. But give me the under in this game. I don't see uh, points being scored. I'll have the Giants team under as well. Uh, usually it's around 13 and a half, I think. Uh, I don't see how they're scoring 14 points. Not without Tyler Heineke making mistakes uh, at quarterback as well here. Uh, this is one of those games where I do not want to watch because it'll be boring, boring football. Not a lot to like here at all. But uh, what you call them, the Washington Potato Heads? Uh, give me uh, give me the potato heads. I think they'll uh, they'll take care of business here. Uh, good for the Giants. Go keep Joe Judge. I'm um, as a Cowboy fan. Keep Joe Judge. Keep Daniel Jones too, man. One less <laughs> team at the worry about in the NFC East. Yeah, why not? Why? You know the things are so bad for the Giants. They don't list a fourth string quarterback. You're right. Glennon is out. I didn't realize that. So no Daniel Jones. Obviously Glennon is out. They only got Jake Fromm. There's got to be, I'm sure, you know, a, a practice squad player. But that's how bad things are going to be for the Giants this weekend. Uh, yikes. All right, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Eh, you know, listen, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is a meaningless game. But you know what? Officially, it's not. Pittsburgh can clinch a playoff spot with the win 
an Indianapolis loss, and then as long as uh, Vegas and uh, the Chargers don't end in a tie. Baltimore uh, clinches a playoff spot with a win um, and a Charger loss, a Colts loss, and a Dolphins loss. So Pittsburgh has it a little bit easier, uh, but Baltimore is a solid uh, six-point uh, road favorite, or a home favorite. Th- oh, actually, excuse me, it's down to three and a half. Wow, that, that was higher earlier in the week. Uh, Baltimore three and a half, George, here against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, no Lamar Jackson. We're going to get Huntley starting here for the Ravens. That was announced earlier today. Yep. Uh, Deontay Johnson's out for uh, the Steelers. Uh, I think it's like COVID, was it? So he's yeah. out. Give me uh, the Ravens here. I didn't like the way Ben looked Monday night at all. Yeah, no, me neither. Tough, tough for them to get the back up after having such an emotional game as well. But I will tell you, underdog in this series, 8-0 against the spread on a nice little 8-0 run. We'll finish up the rest of the NFL next right here at Vegas Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzel, <clears throat> George Kurtz filling in for Brian Blessing on this uh, Friday. We're just running down the NFL, getting you set, hopefully providing a couple of winners. Uh, last left off with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, uh, George, this is one of those games where, again, I think fans care more about it than uh, the actual teams because Cincinnati does clinch the AFC's number one seed and a first-round bye with a win. Uh, which is possible. Tennessee loss, which again, uh, not people, are, not many people are calling for, but I actually think, and you do as well, that Houston's going to give Tennessee a game. Kansas City loss uh, tomorrow against Denver on uh, on the road could happen, and either a New England loss or a Buffalo win, which more than likely will happen against the Jets. So. You know, they need Tennessee and Kansas City to lose, and they get the number one spot. But I don't know uh, who's playing, who's not playing. doesn't look like Joe Burrow is playing, though. They're going to rest his knee. I just wonder if this is just a little bit of a cover-up for him to get hurt in that last play of the game, basically, uh, this past week uh, against the Kansas City uh, Chefs. Case Keenum going for uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Mayfield is out for the Cleveland Browns. We're out of 3-8 and eight against the spread run. Cleveland, though, decent little favorite in this game. Um, I don't know who's playing it, but everything is said and done, but uh, you can get six points with the Bungles here. What do you think? I'm kind of, you know what? I would. I don't think Kansas City's losing tomorrow, but I would find it interesting. Let's just say Denver did. You know, there's a lot of scenarios you brought there. They need, what, four or five things to go their way to get that top seed. But, you know, if Kansas City lost, I wonder if they would change their mind about Burrow, because right now he's not going to start. Uh, that's what they told me. He's not going to play. Right. He's not going to come in in relief here. Uh, they won't have Mixon. He's in COVID, so he's out as well. I mean, that's also your reason here. No reason to risk that. They're also without their left guard, their center as well. So they don't want to get Burrow hurt anymore because uh, he is hurt. Or at least we saw that on Sunday. He did yeah. get hurt. They won't. They haven't told us the extent or exactly what it is, but he is uh, banged up. They're probably doing the right thing here. You know, keep him out. Yeah, maybe we can get that. We can move up there, but the odds are against it. You're not going to get all those things to go your way, and you're probably not. So I'm fine with it. So Burrow's not going to play. Mixon's not going to play. Scott, how long do we think uh, Higgins and Chase are going to go? I think Chase needs, I want to say, 45 yards receiving to set a record there as far as uh, receiving yards for a rookie wide receiver. He needs four touchdowns as well. He's not going to get that. So I think once he gets that, he's done. And they'll pull him as well here. I'm going with the Brownies here. Cleveland, uh, not that I love them. You know, they have nothing to play for here. And they got some COVID issues of their own, but – I think Chubb could have a game here. Case Keenum, I think he'll do a little bit of damage. 
I said I have no reason other than the fact that Cincinnati, I don't think care. They just want to get out of this game healthy. Yeah. Brandon Allen goes for uh, for Cincy. Uh, Case Keenum for the Browns, 34-42 and 42 straight up in his career, 34-32-7. A lot of pushes against the spread. So he is the capable backup. Browns are at home. And I generally do like playing teams that are not going anywhere final game of the regular season versus teams that are. You know, final team, final game for everybody. Uh, they they want to win. They all want to win. The, the other team knows they got one more, but they got bigger fish to fry. So hate laying that many points in a rivalry game, but yeah, I, I tend to side with you on that one, especially knowing that they got Kansas City on Saturday and uh, their lot may be uh, full. I would know, be curious to know, though, George, if Kansas City loses tomorrow, now all yeah. of a sudden one of those two dominoes has fallen. Now all of a sudden you only need the Texans to win. It's still a big if, but I, I wonder if things change a little bit for Cincinnati. I wonder if they're on, you know, it's a one-score game, one way or the other against Cleveland, and the Texans are out to a 14 nothing lead over Tennessee if things don't change a little bit. That, I got a feeling that's why Burrow's dressing. Just in case, you know, if in fact Kansas City lost tomorrow, and just in case Houston jumps out to a lead or has a close game, maybe they play Burrow a little bit in the second half. So, um Again, that's what makes these games so so difficult. It really is tough to bet. Uh, New England's at Miami. Uh, you know, the Dolphins have actually held their own against the Patriots at home, 14-9 straight up, 15-8 against the spread. And, again, that that's you know mostly with Tom Brady. So even with the great Tom Brady, the Dolphins, for whatever reason, have played this team tough at home. Now, uh, different scenario this year. Dolphins get eliminated last week with their embarrassing showing against the Tennessee Titans. So they're done. Anything left in their tank to play. They're a six-point home dog against New England. Uh, Patriots, what are they playing for, you ask? Well, uh, they got a couple things on their plate. One, they can get the number one seed still with a win. A Buffalo lost to the Jets. Not likely. Kansas City lost to Denver tomorrow and then a Tennessee loss uh, they clinched the, the East Division with a win and a Buffalo loss so two scenarios that don't likely uh, occur so I wonder who uh, Belichick pulls out of the starting lineup when Buffalo's up uh, 24-0 against the Jets yeah I don't think he's going to pull guys that's just, uh, just a guess here I think he'll use this game as once again more learning experience than Mac Jones yeah, I think you know, he realizes he needs as much, get him as much uh, playing time as he possibly can here. So I don't think he does. I think the Dolphins, by the way, also plays into it. And I think it's been such a roller coaster season, right? Lost seven in a row, won seven in a row. Then, as you said, they didn't show up last week. And that really, I thought they, I thought they might beat Tennessee in that game. I was so disappointed they didn't you know, play very well at all here. I think they're just done. I think even in this rivalry game, and weird things have happened to the Patriots in Miami, by the way. So uh, maybe it does again. But I like the Patriots in this game. I, I like the team that has something to play for, and I don't think the rivalry is going to do enough of the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, me too. I like the Patriots in the game. I, I kind of side towards the over a little bit, but that's just because I think the Patriots are going to put 30-plus on the board. If we can get seven points out of Miami, then I think the over 40 is a pretty modest uh, number. Uh, Buffalo laying 16-and-a-half against the Jets, over under 41-and-a-half. We just spilled it out. Um, Buffalo needs to win in order to, uh, or have a New England loss uh, in order to get the uh, AFC East Division Championship, which is a feather in their cap. They want to have at least one home game. Laying 16 and a half against the Jets. That's a big number. 41 and a half is your total. Jets 1 and 7 against the spread as 11 point road dogs or higher. Uh, 6 and 18 against the spread versus the AFC East. And they have the second worst record in the NFL uh, since 2017 behind the Giants at 22 and 58. 
Wow, so a lot of good New York football, huh? Yes, yeah, a lot. Uh, and New Jersey wants to fight for these two teams, huh? Hmm, kind of strange. You can have them, you can <laughs> yeah. have them both. Uh, now, keep in mind, uh, so the snow in Buffalo, I do not know how much snow. So I don't know if we're playing, you know, in a whiteout or if it's just we're talking flurries here. So keep an eye on that. Winds are up there, too, at 17 miles an hour. Nothing like that uh, Bills-Patriots game. But, you know, I generally get a worried around, around 20 miles an hour. So 17 is close where I'll be paying attention to this game. Jets should have beat Tampa Bay last week. I mean, I think they had, if Michael Carter didn't get the concussion, I think they would have beaten Tampa Bay. And I don't know what the hell happened on that fourth and two where they ran a quarterback uh. sneak. I know the miscommunication between the OC and uh, Zach Wilson. But what are, what's going on here? Just awful. Just really awful. And then they fell apart in the two-minute warning to Tom Brady, which is, we all knew was uh, just a matter of time there. So, uh, once again, I think they may have run, out of, run it out here. That being said, this game is played in that kind of snowstorm. I'll probably take the Jets. But right now, unless it's a whiteout, give me the Bills. All right. Uh, it's a big number to lay. That, that is for sure. So it's almost an unbettable game. Carolina plays at Tampa Bay. Bucks laying eight. Bucks won this game 32-6 a couple of weeks ago at Carolina. They're in the number three seed. Uh, Carolina 2-11 straight up and against the spread. I got a feeling. I know there's no A-B. I get that. And we've seen this Tampa Bay team struggle without wide receivers. You know, just check out that Saints game. But I, I got to tell you, if there was ever a week where I think Tampa Bay wants to absolutely just pound away, this would be it. Um, I, I think we're going to get another 32-6 with, with the Carolina just completely. Sam Darnold blows. Um, you know, you're not getting anything uh, from Cam Newton either. Uh, I, I think Tampa Bay puts a monster spot on this one and wins this one by 20-plus going away. I don't know how they can put a monster spot, though. I mean, I know, I know. Right. You're going to have Sean Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell as your rushing attack here. I don't know what your passing attack's going to be because Mike Evans, he'll have to be protected. He's your last man standing here, right? Godwin's gone with the ACL. Brown had the meltdown, and Evans still has the hamstring. So you've got to be very careful with him. Is it a Perryman game? Is Scotty Miller? Uh, I mean, Grayson? Uh, Grayson, yeah. Tyler Johnson? And they're all over the place. Are we going to go for three tight ends? I mean, they do have very good tight ends. And, uh, of course, Gronk. O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how Tampa Bay's offense is going to look. And I'm also curious, by the way, no matter how it looks uh, on Sunday, will be the same offense next Sunday or whenever they play their first playoff game there. Uh, so I'm very curious about this. That being said, I, I, can't, see, I can't see Sam Donald beating uh, the Bucs. So it's just a matter of you think they can cover the spread. I'm with you on the Bucs. I think they win this game. I don't know if it'll be uh, a blowout blowout here, but I just don't see the Panthers scoring that many points. I can see 24-6, 24-7. Somewhere around there, give me the box. Not Saints lane three and a half at Atlanta. Saints need to win and have San Fran lose against the Rams in order to get the final uh, wild card spot in the uh, NFC. Uh, Falcons have been just awful at home, although this line did drop a little bit. But uh, at home, six and fifteen against the spread. Their last twenty-one home games, they've been outgained in eleven straight games. Have the Falcons and the Saints are nine and two against the spread. Their last eleven road games. So trends-wise, it's all Saints. This might be my favorite of the uh, end of the week. I'm taking the Saints. They have something to play for. They can possibly get into the playoffs with the win and a, uh, a Niners uh, loss. Day. I'm surprised these uh, the Niners game and the Saints game isn't at the same time, by the way. You know, usually they do that this way. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, this is a 4 o'clock game. They moved that to a 4 o'clock on that Saints They did game. move it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's so good. Because uh, I think it was an – I like the Saints a lot. Falcons, we don't know if uh, – if Pitts is going to play for the Falcons yet, though he's got the hamstring injury. The Falcons said today they'll make up their mind tomorrow if he plays or not. Uh, without him, I don't know what passing attack you're going to have here. And I'm going – I don't know. I'll have to check. I'm not going to say I'm automatically going to play with Taysom Hill rushing prop, 
but unless it's an astronomical number, I'm playing it because he has to move the football. And the best way for him to do it is with his legs. They can't protect him. They got to win this game or it don't matter what his legs feel like. So I'll be very interested in what that prop is. Give me the Saints. I Once again, good defense here. Saints and the under. I might even go on the – I'll have to see what the Falcons team under is as well. But I might be on that also. How about uh, Arizona at home laying six and a half? Nice road win uh, against Dallas. They take on Seattle. Russell Wilson as an underdog, 28-17-2. Not bad. Now, he's had a few spots this year where he's not gotten the job done. So I got a feeling Seattle kind of burst their bubble a little bit and shot their load, if you will, last week against Detroit. I, I, I think, you know, they had back-to-back home games, and now they're just finishing out the string. I don't think they're going to have a whole heck of a lot left. Arizona's not great at home, 3-9 and nine against the spread, last 12 home games. But I think Arizona wins this one by double digits. Not a lot, but, you know, by, by 10 to 14 points, I think they cover the 6.5. You know, I was right there with you on uh, Arizona. I, think, uh, I made it one of my best bets with Lisi earlier, but then we find out that Chase Edmonds isn't going to play in this game. Yeah, you know, so we don't, we don't know about James Conner yet. Could be yeah. an Eno Benjamin game. It worries me a little bit. I think uh, I think Wilson's finally over the finger, or he's certainly playing the finger injury, so he's uh, he's playing better here. But uh, I think the Cardinals win the game. I can't see them losing. You're right about the Cardinals being a very bad home team. Well, they eight and one on the road, and they've uh, struggled at home all season long. Weird. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense there. And How about- most importantly, okay. Kyle Murray's running. He's running with abandon yes. now. Uh, last four or five games here. I like the Cardinals as well, but I. I said, the no Chase Evans is giving me some pause. I really hope James Conner comes back this week. San Fran getting four at the L.A. Rams. Still don't know about Jimmy G, as we talked about earlier. I'm guessing it's going to be Trey Lance. Here's a number that, that stands out. Niners 28-12 and 12 straight up, George. 28-10-2 against the spread against the Rams on the road. Albeit most of those in St. Louis, obviously. But still, 28-12. and 12. They've owned the Rams on the road. <sighs> Everything says... Take the Niners. Everything says, yeah. come on, it's Trey Lance. I have to believe Trey Lance is starting this game. It's yeah. Trey Lance. And the Rams need to win the game, right? You want that yep. second seed. This way, in case Green Bay loses, you have the top seed. You don't want to go on the road uh, probably to Dallas the first game. Not that you're worried about playing Dallas. But, you, uh, but everything says Niners. They always win. I hate going against trends here. But I'm going to do it here. The Rams. I'm going to do it too. I don't like going against trends either. But you know what? When it's a 14 nothing, you're going to be like, ugh, I, I bet this dopey Niners team with a rookie quarterback just because why? Because other quarterbacks were good on the road against the Rams. You know, uh, I, I like LA as well. I, I will close up shop deck for Chargers Raiders and our best bet. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Wetzel, George Kurtz sitting in for Brian Blessing. We'll have the weekend to get better. Maybe he'll be back tomorrow or uh, Monday. Not sure, but uh, otherwise it's been fun filling in for uh, for Brian. Hopefully he is feeling better uh, for his uh, case. Got Chargers and Raiders to close up our NFL rundown. Uh, winner is in, loser is out. I'll spare you the details on ties and all this other goofiness. Uh, there is a scenario that if the Chargers and Raiders tie and Jacksonville beats uh, – uh, Indianapolis, then they both would get in. I, I still think that would be pretty funny. I, I really, I, I'm, I'm rooting for that. I, yeah, I, I really am rooting for Just that. Just take a knee every play. 
Yeah, oh, that would be hilarious. Right? Both yeah, organizations would Sunday get night football. Yeah, both organizations would get fined. But you know, <laughs> you're talking about just like making a statement like everybody will remember this for the rest of their lives. That's what they have an opportunity to do. I, I would, I'd, I'd love it. I really would. But uh, coaches would probably get fired. Owners would be uh, suspended and everything else. But, uh, you know, have A.B. on your team, no problem. But uh, God forbid and make sure it ends up in a tie. You can't do that. Anyway, Raiders, surprisingly enough, I, I, to me anyway, three-point home underdog. Uh, I think the Raiders can win the game, um, and I think they will win the game. I, I, I should say, not can. They, obviously, they can. But I think, I, I think the Raiders at home are going to get the job done. Uh, listen, I'll take the three points in the Chargers. Can the Raiders win? Absolutely. Do I trust the Chargers? Absolutely not. They charge her so many times. Yeah, I do think they are the better team here, so I'm going to go with them here. And one other thing, by the way, if they did decide to take it, if they get it, you know, where Indianapolis loses tomorrow and they they tied and they played boring football, I think Goodell would make the Raiders move back to Oakland and the Chargers go back to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Or say, you know what, forget about it. We're going to put the Dolphins or Denver Broncos in. You both are suspended for the next two weeks, so – all right, uh, give me your best play. It's difficult, it is, but give me your best play on Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, later on tonight, quickly. I'm going on. I'm with you on Carolina tonight for the Hurricanes. I like that game tonight. Tomorrow, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think that's the better team. I like Kansas City as well. And my best play on Sunday, Saints, they have something to play for. Atlanta doesn't. Saints get it done. All right, I like Carolina in the regulation, and uh, I like the under in the Denver game for Saturday. And uh, Sunday, I think Jacksonville does well.